Hi, welcome back to my canning cellar. I needed to make some room in the freezer, so I decided to take out some venison to can. I don't like venison in any form, and it's also hard for me to touch it or cook it because the smell gets to me. So I took advantage of my husband hanging around the house one morning to help, especially as he is a venison eater. The venison that we used had been in the freezer since last fall. I took them out and let them thaw out partially, just enough so he could easily cut them into bite-sized pieces. It is easier to cut raw meat sometimes when it's not all thoroughly thawed out. It's important to keep the pieces small enough so the heat can permeate them during the processing. The heat has to reach the middle of each piece of meat at between 240 to 250 degrees, according to the National Center for Home Food Preservation. We did the venison raw or cold pack, meaning we didn't brown it or cook it in any way before putting it into the jars. What we used was six pounds of venison, with a recipe I had looked up calling for three tablespoons of diced onion and two tablespoons of minced garlic, but we just winged it on the spices, which is fine as spices don't add or take away from any processing times. Using the cannel funnel, which because I do tend to be sloppy, and it has become one of my favorite utensils. We pack the meat as tightly as possible into pint jars, adding about a half tablespoon of chopped onion and a quarter teaspoon of minced garlic to each. And I also added some chopped green peppers to as many as I could before I ran out. So some jars were just the venison, the onions, and the garlic. I didn't add any liquid as the meat makes its own. I packed the jars to about a half an inch from the top. I use my debubbler to run along inside the jar to help remove extra air bubbles. If you don't have a debubbler, you can use any non-metal utensil and it will do the same thing. I wiped each rim with a cloth soaked in white vinegar to remove any grease I may have slopped. I already had put three quarts of water in the canner along with a splash of white vinegar to help keep the hard water from staining the canner. Because I did the venison cold, I did put the jars into cold water in the canner. And again, because I was using the pressure canner, I didn't sterilize the jars first. They will sterilize during the pressure canning process. So I pressure canned the pints for one hour and 15 minutes, with the time starting after the pressure had built up to allow the steam to vent for 10 minutes before I put the weight on, and then waiting for the jiggler to start its dance. After it started jiggling, I turned my heat down on the gas stove so the weight jiggled about four times a minute. After the stove timer went off, I turned off the heat and I left the canner alone for about an hour, just till the pressure inside had gone down. Using my silicone mitt in my left hand and the jar lifter and regular mitt in my right hand, and I use a regular mitt in the right hand only because the silicone one is too stiff for me to handle the jar lifter. So I carefully removed the jars and set them on a towel where I had left them alone for 24 hours. Changing temperature with a hot jar on a cold table can shock the jar, which is why I always put them on a towel. I removed the rings the next day and I took the jars down to my canning cellar. The reason I removed the rings is in case I ever have a false seal, the lid will pop up and there won't be a ring to hold it down, so at quick glance I won't think it's still sealed. And I did put a label on each jar so I would know what was inside. I can easily do eight pints per bottom row and eight per top row with each row being on a rack, but we had too many pints of venison to process in one batch. 
So I also had defrosted some of our farm-raised Hamburg, and I was able to do eight pints of that, adding them in the canner with the leftover jars of venison that wouldn't fit into the first batch. Meats are processed for the same time, so it doesn't matter if you have to mix and match them. With the Hamburg, I partially cooked it first, about 90%, as I have read that packing raw Hamburg can result in one big clump of meat. I added chopped onion and chopped garlic to each pint, and again, I did not add any liquid because the meat makes its own, and I used a debubbler. I wiped the rims with a vinegar cloth, and then I put the second batch in my pressure canner. Because I had warm jars of Hamburg, but cold jars of venison, I emptied the very hot canner water from the first batch, and I refilled with barely warm water. I put the cold jars of the venison on the bottom, and the warmer jars of Hamburg on the top. I have found that using barely warm water when cold processing is fine for my jars, and it gives my pressure canner that little extra help to reduce the time it needs to fully heat. Canning is such a process, and it can take a long time, that any little bit to help just makes me feel better. My husband has eaten quite a bit of the venison, and he's given it his seal of approval. On a side note, I wanted to add to my list of items I had bought in the previous bonus episode that since then I did go and purchase a case of nine pint and a half jars. I was able to find them online through my Ace Hardware store and I paid for it online and picked it up. The reason I wanted those was, well mainly it's because I didn't have any and I wanted to say I had some. But the real reason that I'm telling people is because sometimes there might be something that I want a little bit more of that a pint isn't quite enough of for two of us, but we don't really need a quart of it. So thanks again for stopping by my canning cellar. Please take a minute to rate and review me on a positive note, and that will help this podcast move up so it's more easily found by others. Talk soon. Stay safe.